Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is you are joining us. This is the Tulsa World Scene podcast, where uh, my colleague and I, Jimmy Trammell, uh, discuss all things highbrow, lowbrow, middlebrow, and any kind of brow that you want to to deal with. Um, the big thing, which I believe run ran... Um, Thursday morning on the front page is that you, Jimmy, finally got to, um, if not talk to, at least listen to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I'm sure all the girls want to know, is he as dreamy uh, as, as, as they think he is or, <laughs> or, is, or, is, or, or is that an assessment outside your purview? Well, as someone who looks like an unmade bed, it's hard for me to judge any other human being. Uh, and props to Benny Hill for that line. I keep stealing it over and over, you know, a thousand times. Um, the, I guess the sh it's great that the strike occurred, the acting strike occurred, because they got better terms for what they wanted. But the, the tragedy, the casualty in the strike is none of the actors could do promotion for the films they were doing, whether it's... Uh, Flower Moon or Reservation Dogs. That's why you saw no interviews with any actors during the final season of Reservation Dogs is the terms of the strike uh, basically forbade them from doing any promotion of their projects. So uh, props to the Apple Films people for after the fact, after release of Killers of the Flower Moon, they did gather uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons, and Scorsese for a virtual media press conference yesterday to promote the film. Uh, and it wasn't a case where, you know, thank goodness they had to see me. I was seeing them and everyone who participated submitted questions in advance. And uh, kind of like, a, you know, the duck game at the Tulsa State Fair where you pick up a duck and hope it's the one that wins. You hope they picked your questions uh, and answered your questions. And fortunately they did answer. They did pick one of my questions. So. Uh, victory for us, you know. Bully for our side. Yeah. Which question uh, was it that that they that they chose? It was a question that has to do with our uh, Sunday entertainment package, and that uh, how important was it uh, to? I asked Lily Gladstone, how important was it? Talk about the importance of uh, the film crew working hand in hand with the Osage uh, for the sake of authentic authenticity, and how important it was just to get it right because you know forever in, in Hollywood uh, there was no consulting of tribes uh, I mean it's a, it's a shame but they only portrayed Native Americans as basically the enemy in the Cowboys and Indians movie there was no trying to get it right as far as uh, the tribes or their culture so uh, I mean really everyone uh, almost unanimously gives credit to Scorsese and that team for really getting in with the Osage people and and not making this something else, something generic. They really brought their culture to the film. I was <clears throat> speaking with a, a friend of mine who is a, a curator, museum curator. Um, she's now a consultant, but she specializes in uh, indigenous art and uh, she talked about seeing the film and she said there were all sorts of tiny little details that she saw 
almost in the background that she said just just really made her happy because she she they got these little tiny details correct because she had, has worked with um the Osage Nation uh, for many years and and so she she knew knew a lot of the people involved and um so yeah that that's uh, that's well, that's a good thing. So, and you mentioned uh, our, our our Sunday package. We have a uh, there's going to be a series of stories about um, native art and how it is being used, portrayed, sold. However, um, in part because this movie has has generated a whole lot of interest in. Indian or Native American culture. And there are a number of um, little shops, and there'll be a story about it in, in the in the Sunday Tulsa world, uh, owned and operated by uh, uh, tribal members selling uh, indigenous made goods. And uh, and then, you know, but there's 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 so much controversy around this and it's been something that people have been dealing with for decades um there was the um native american graves and repatriation act i'm leaving out a a, a word in the acronym uh published or uh, that was passed in 1990 where um four specific uh, categories of items that if museums had them, they needed to uh, return to the tribes. Mm. Um, and while, you know, and while those are, you know, it's like um, human remains that for some reason or another that, you know, may not even be known how they ended up in a museum or sure. in a museum, uh, sacred objects, that kind of a thing. But it, it gets kind of a little a, a gray area when you're talking about works of art. You know, art, do do they, uh, you know, should should uh, white run museums have Native American art? Should it be uh, uh, shown only in the context of, of a Native museum? You know, so there's there's a whole lot of a lot of uh, I guess gray areas around this. Um, I know you've got a, a, a something as a part of that package for Sunday that I think is about your talk with with Lily Gladstone about that. Yeah, mine is more so uh, entertainment as it applies to film, and uh, and just on the topic you're talking about. And I spoke with uh, Lily Gladstone, answered my question, and I spoke also with Sydney Freeland, the director and producer of Echo, a native Marvel series that's coming up in, in January just to get, uh, you know, some voices in this, uh, in this story. Uh, but it's, it, it's an interesting topic. And, and the, uh, you know, the press conference yesterday was the first time I'd uh, had any interaction, albeit virtual with any of those actors. And it, it was just interesting to see them, uh, how they were as interview subjects, you know, you and I as interviewers, 
we're kind of giving rating people on a one to five scale. Like, well, that person's a great interview. That person would not be a great interview, so on and so forth. So in, in my head, I was doing that. Okay. All right. Well, I, 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 I won't ask you how you rated everybody. We don't want to get it. We don't want to get no fight started here. Well, but, one gave uh, very short answers. And the, I think because he had done more than anybody else. So you can just guess who that might be. But he was certainly okay. polite about it. Okay. Um, do you think that um, I, 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 I know that or I saw somewhere that uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, while not unsuccessful, is not a, a box office, you know, bonanza thing. Do you do you think that the not not having people like, you know, Robert De Niro and Lily Gladstone able to be out in front of the public, you know, and passionately uh, talk about this, this film, has that, do you think that may have, have, have hurt the, the, it's, it's, it's success, or do you think that the, the movie would have found, found its audience, whatever that audience is? Uh, that's a great question. I, I mean, I do think people are going to see this movie just to, when it costs 200 million to make, that's a lot of money to make back. Um, it, it, I'm fascinated by your question because sometimes I'll watch old reruns of Johnny Carson Tonight Show on one of the retro channels. And it was standard for actors to go on that show. And, and by the way, Johnny would say, well, let's set up your clip. Here's the movie you've got coming out this week. Did that make you want to go see that movie? Because it, it's still standard today for these actors to go do the talk shows and say, here's a clip. Oh, yeah. Does it make you want to go see that movie? Sometimes and other times it makes me go, okay, I've seen enough of that movie. I don't need to see anymore. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so, but it, it just, it just all, it just all, it, 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 it's all, it's all a gray area now and, and, and academic, but. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'll take this from movies to movies. Okay. Uh, give, give me a movie sequel that's better than the original. I know it's hard to do to top the first. Give me. Could, could be more than one. Give me a sequel that you feel is better. I could think. I, I I I could think of of. I could think of two off offhand. One is kind of a nuance kind of thing, but um, Godfather Part Two. Okay. Um, if 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 it is not better than Godfather the original godfather it is definitely there was no there was no lessening of um its uh its artistry um and i just thought of one that would be kind of a left field thing it, and it's hard to it would hard to say to call it a sequel because it was shot as one movie and then just cut in half mm. and that would be the four musketeers oh. after the three musketeers yeah. from the 1970s but um uh probably the one that was definitely and again not that the first one was bad mm -hmm. but um it was just a, a very different and and, and i would pro probably aliens the follow-up to alien oh we're, we're gonna get there when you okay. said three musketeers and it was all cut into two movies 
I thought you were going to say Superman and Superman 2. Oh, uh, okay. Because same director did the same thing, did all the filming for both movies, cut it into two movies. And it's funny, The Three Musketeers led to legislation. Uh, the actors in Three Musketeers did not That's know right. it was going to be cut into two movies. That's so right. They, they made a rule like you have to tell and pay the actors for two movies if you shoot two movies and try to pretend it's one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I'll go. I'm going to get on the sequel thing. I'll go decades earlier. Bride of Frankenstein is better than Frankenstein, which was kind of a snooze. Uh, yeah. But but you said aliens, and that's the whole reason I brought this up. Uh, Alien in 1979 was a sci-fi movie, but really it was a horror movie. I mean, it scared the yeah. crap out of people. It, it was it was it was an, it was an old dark house movie set. Yeah, in space. And set their sequel doesn't come around until seven years later. Aliens, and it's an action movie. It's not a horror movie. Uh, and I, I agree, it, it's as good or as better than the original. Uh, you really. Uh, one I, of the co-workers I, went to school with Newt, the little girl in the movie. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. And but I, I, okay, well, I, I also would say that while, yes, it is an action movie, but it is also a domestic drama because it's really the story of two single mothers trying to deal with all sorts of complications, you know. Pretty much. Maternal, <laughs> maternal instinct in space is what it was all about. There you go. But well, if, you, you bring that up because if you dig Aliens, five actors from that film will be in Tulsa this weekend for a Retromania collectibles show at the fairgrounds Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the the humans who kind of fight the aliens are called Colonial Marines. So five of these Colonial Marines will be at this pop culture con Saturday and Sunday at the Exchange Center at the fairgrounds. Uh, and that we'll have a story interviewing three of those colonial marines on Friday. Um, any, any of the, who can you can you say who they are? Who will be coming? Oh, uh, Rico Ross, Mark Rolston, uh, uh, Daniel Cash, uh, two of the female colonial marines. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to to those two, okay. but uh, it, and you know these are I wouldn't these aren't. Uh, probably more under the radar names to be honest but uh but if you look at their filmographies they've done a thousand things i mean they've been sure. like i'll have a sunday story on mark rolston also who's been in every franchise you can possibly think of he i mean you're one of those guys who's just done everything and even recently with the star wars franchise at ahsoka so uh okay anyhow cool event this weekend come out and see the aliens actors Okay. Well, speaking speaking of movies yet again, uh, this is a movie that's that's coming to the stage. We'll have an interview with one of the cast members of the music stage musical version of Beetlejuice, which will be playing Thanksgiving weekend or Thanksgiving week uh, here in at the Tulsa PAC. We talked to uh, Megan McGinnis, who plays the role of Barbara, who is one of the one of a couple that. Uh, uh, die in the opening minutes and become ghosts and are trying to, you know, scare people out of their old old house and um, 
They managed to evoke a, a demon named Beetlejuice, and as they say, hilarity ensues. But we'll talk to her about that. We'll ask her about if she believes in ghosts, uh, which uh, is a she has she has an interesting answer to that. So we'll have that. We'll have that. Uh, we'll have that coming up. And uh, we'll also at we we also did ask her. This is the show that got a certain uh, a U.S. representative into uh, trouble with uh, her constituency, among other things. And we did ask about that, and she has uh, an answer to that too. So, um, as far as um, uh, eating um, places, we um, reviewed uh, the new. Uh, well, the, the new location of Mandarin Taste, which was one of the first um, truly authentic Chinese restaurants that to open in Tulsa. Um, they, uh, I, I remember, uh, they had a, you know, a several page menu, and one page was, you know, they would have the English translation with, you know, the Chinese characters for all these dishes, but then there was a special menu in the back that was nothing. Everything was in Chinese. Um, and it, it was, um, things that the, the owner said, you know, I don't know Americans are, are, if Americans are quite ready for, for, for some of the ingredients in the dishes, but they're very popular in China. And so, uh, but they, they've moved now to 91st and Sheridan. So we'll have a, have a review of that. Um, well, let's see. I think that wraps it up for uh this week um want to thank uh, you all for uh putting up with us for as long as you have and that we will wish you a good night and a pleasant tomorrow behave